Welcome to the Degeneration Podcast and the not-so-thrilling non-conclusion of 11-year-old Andy's Galactic Warriors, where we first left off, or last left off, God, I'm already botching it, great, powering through, baby, woo, baby, baby, so they're basically at uh, WizKids castle or mansion or wherever it is, and they're gonna, Frosty and uh, Noah are gonna try to get in, I think. Well, at least Frosty is. And then Winston is the servant for Wizkid, and he's dangerous. All right. All right. Chapter 7. Or 8. Sorry, chapter 8. I can't even read Roman numerals. Ugh. Deep breaths. Uh. This is going to be thrilling, guys. What am I going to do, asked Frosty. Tip tap. Tip tap. Or the sound of Winston walking down the hall. Oh no, he's calling to get the slippers, said Frosty. I'm a goner. Then Frosty got on a, got an idea. He took Wizkid's slippers and put them on the floor in front of the bed. Then he hid behind a box at the back of the bed. Okay, he's coming, said Frosty. Keep cool, keep cool. Frosty took a deep breath as Winston entered the room. Without even looking under the bed first, he took the slippers and left. What a relief, thought Frosty. I thought I was a goner for sure, which obviously he was already stated that he thought he was a goner, so I'm just repeating that. That's great. Meanwhile, Buzz, Mike, Double Squirrel, and Know-It-All were working their way around the mansion. Suddenly, as they walked by a large room with a big lock on the door, they heard Winston and Whiskey talking about a manufacturing factory. What should we call these robots? asked Winston. How about Sinister Soldiers? replied Whiskey. Sounds fine to me, said Winston, drinking a cup of tea. Sinister soldiers, whispered the warriors. Winston, said Whiskit. Yes, master, replied Winston. I hear something outside the door. Maybe we should see what it is, said Whiskit. You're right, master. I believe I heard something also, agreed Winston. <laughs> As the galactic warriors are about to run, Mike accidentally stepped on a red button. An alarm went off instantly and something came down from the ceiling. It was a giant fishing net. And he came down on top of the young heroes. I thought they were in outside. Well, whatever. Maybe they're inside. They were trapped like a rat in a laboratory. <laughs> okay, I'm 11. I, I, I like that one. As hard as they tried, they couldn't get out. The net wouldn't budge an inch. Wizkid and Winston came out of the room and saw the galactic warriors in the fishing net. Gotcha, said Wizkid. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Know it all. What a surprise to see you here. What are you doing with these low lives? They're not low lives, answered Know It All. They're my friends, and we're the Galactic Warriors. <laughs> Galactic Warriors. <laughs> Galactic Warriors, such a cute name for a bunch of pests, exclaimed Wizkid. Such a shame you guys won't be around very long. When I'm through with you, you'll be the former Galactic Warriors. You can't do this to us, said Mike. We're innocent. We didn't do anything wrong. Too bad, replied Wizkid. I can't help being so cruel and insensitive. It's my hobby. Besides, they're not the only ones who will suffer. I will destroy the Emperor and then I'll make everyone else and then I'll make everyone suffer. How are you gonna do that, stupid? asked Buzz. I'll become the new Emperor, answered Wizkid. Sorry I asked, said Buzz. Okay, Winston. Let's get these parts in the ship, said Wizkid. So Winston put Buzz, Mike, Double O Squirrel, and Know It All in the back and started up the engine. You like the story, kitty? You like the story? 
Meanwhile, Frosty was looking around for his friends. I wonder where they went, he thought to himself. Then he looked out the window and saw his friends in the back of the ship. Oh my god, they're being kidnapped, yelled Frosty. I have to save them. There was only one problem. He didn't know where the ship was. But that didn't set Frosty back. He was determined to save his friends. After an hour of searching around town, he finally found the ship. It was parked in an abandoned warehouse that was hidden in the woods. Also nearby, there was a large box of explosives. Frosty put the explosives in the ship and put the key in the hole. I have to make up for lost time, he said. Oh, WizKid's got... So this is a drawing of a Star Destroyer. The WizKid 1000. WK1000. It says WizKid on it. Looks fucking cool as shit, actually. Fucking awesome. Alright, we're, we're, we're coming up on Chapter 9. Winston and Wizkid brought their prisoners into the factory and locked them in a dark room in the corner. Then Wizkid and Winston started up the robot machine. One by one, the sinister soldiers were being built. After only 45 minutes, there were 500 sinister soldiers. Then Wizkid put the machine in high speed. Fifteen minutes later, there were thousands sinners of soldiers. Wizkid and Winston guided the soldiers into the huge Star Destroyer ship. They took off, leaving Buzz, Know-It-All, Mike, and Double O Squirrel behind. Oh, oh, that's that's not, that's not how you write it, man. You can't leave the you got to kill the kids or whatever they were, man. I was I was a lot of touch. All right, anyways, by the time Frosty got to the factory, Wizkid and Winston were long gone. Hello. Anybody home? called Frosty. Over here in the corner, replied the Galactic Warriors. Frosty ran over to the dark room in the corner. I'm coming in to save you guys, he said. Frosty tried to open the door but realized it was vaulted shut. He decided to use his heat ray to fry the door until it melted into liquid steel. The door melted like an ice cube in an oven. So there's two descriptors of how it had melted. So you're, you know it melted. Frosty walked through the open doorway and guided his pals out the entrance he had created. Thanks, Frosty. I thought you'd never come, said Buzz. You saved us, and we owe it all to you. But before you go, can you defuse the time bomb in the bathroom? It's down only ten seconds. <laughs> Frosty was told where the bathroom was, and then he ran over to it. He burst open the door like he was some kind of superhero and took out his freeze ray. Just as the timer hit zero, Frosty the hitman froze the time bomb as it was blowing up. The only thing Frosty couldn't save was a toilet. It was a cheap toilet. It wasn't sanitary, he said with a grin. I need to drink a lemonade. Sorry, Katie, you're stuck inside dumb reading. I'm sore from cleaning toilets. Mmm, clean they are. Uh, thanks, Frosty. Thanks, Buzz. Double a squirrel, Mike, know it all. It was a piece of cake, said Frosty. We better get going before Whiskey kills the Emperor, said Mike. He's not going there yet, said Know-It-All. According to my tracking software, he's headed for the battlegrounds of the war. Then let's go, said Buzz. Yeah, said Frosty, let's kick some butt. Five warriors got in their ship and took off. After a few minutes, they beamed into hyperspace. Mike was flying the ship and Frosty was at, at, at artillery station. Know-It-All was being used to play chess by Buzz and Double Squirrel. I must have got that from Star Wars. In the, um, also, I really liked chess when I was younger. 
No surprise. Um, I think I see someone coming at us called called Mike. It's one of Captain Carrot's mini death ships. Blasted Frosty. It'll be pleasure be a pleasure, said Frosty with a grin. Frosty took the weapon joystick and fired the laser cannon. Kaboom! The ship exploded instantly, and a lifeless celery soldier flew out of the debris. Meow, kitty, kitty. Yeehaw! shouted Frosty. I'm hot tonight. Am I a hitman or what? <laughs> Don't celebrate too soon, hitman, said Mike. Here comes a whole fleet of veggie mini death ships. Buzz, release the nuclear missiles. Aye, aye, Captain, said Buzz. Buzz released the nuclear missiles, and Frosty kept blasting away the rotten vegetables. But every time Frosty and Buzz blasted away a group of ships, more kept coming. I've got an idea, said Know-It-All. Turn on the force field and run right through them. It's worth a try, said Mike. Mike turned on the force field, and they attempted to go through the enemy fleet. Amazingly, it worked, and the Galactic Warriors were home free, thanks to Know-It-All. And there's a picture of Frosty the Hitman blowing up the toilet. Pretty sweet, actually. It's like pretty much of a badass. Yep. And then they're blasting carrot, Captain Carrot ships and shit. Just fucking living it, man. Them warriors. Warriors! Galactic Warriors! Galactic Chapter 10. The Galactic Warriors knew they were at the battleground because of the attack launched on them. They decided to land their ship on a large clearing in the rainforest of the planet Lettuce. They got out of the ship with all their weapons strapped to their backs, except for Double Squirrel, who had all his weapons in his briefcase. They made their way through the rainforest until they heard laser beams and cries of agony. This was it. This was the war of the century. The five galactic warriors walked out of the rainforest with laser rifles in their hands. They decided to hide behind some, some big boulders. Then Frosty spotted a huge temple. He told the rest of the galactic warriors about the temple, and they followed Frosty along the row of boulders and trees, until they reached the temple's giant steel doorway. This is bad, man. Fucking slaying it now. The door was unlocked, so the Galactic Warriors opened it and walked right in. Inside was an old man that had some physical qualities of a snake and three young samurais. Hello, I'm Zangwa, said the old man. And these are my three young students, Ching Pong, Gong Pu, and Fargua. Ching Pong? Well, that was... I was 11, again, Gongpu and Fargua are pretty good. So is uh, Zangwa. Cool. These drawings are so bad, I have to post them, oh my god. Why have you come here, said Zangwa. We came to track down Wizkid, replied Frosty. Don't mention that name, said Pong, Gongpu, and Fargua. Oh, so you heard? asked the Galactic Warriors. Yes, answered Zangwa. Unfortunately, we have heard of him. Suddenly, a, a door burst open and a group of carrot troops walked in with semi-automatic laser assault rifles. The guards shouted freeze and said that they were, take, that they were taking hostages. Then Fro Frosty took out a laser blaster and fired at the ceiling, creating diversion. Zangwa flew up in the air and then descended, landing a jump kick on a soldier's head, knocking him out cold. Before the carrot troops realized what happened, Zangwa took, a, took out a pistol and shot a hole right through the carrot troops. Since when do samurais use guns? Handguns, said Frosty. Asked Frosty. Since a stupid war broke out, replied Zangwa. We're coming up on the pivotal, pivotal chapter 11, baby! And we are on page... Page 51. Galactic Warriors, it's happening. It's really happening. 
Chapter 11. Well, we gotta go out and fight now, said Mike. It was nice to meet you. Wait, called Zongwa. Let us come with you. Sure, said Frosty. We could use some extra help. The nine warriors burst open the doors and ran out of the temple. Then they started firing their weapons. Just then, Zongwa was shot in the head by General Carrot, killing him instantly. Oh. No! shouted the three young samurais. Our master's dead! They ran into the line of fire as if all was life as if all life was lost. In a matter of seconds the samurai's heads were blasted off by lasers, leaving the five galactic warriors by themselves. You know what they say, said Frosty. Don't get mad, get even. Frosty took out his laser pistol, pointed it out General Carrot's head. And Asa La Vista Carrot Head shouted Asa La Vista Carrot Head. <laughs> Ripping off Terminator lines, and I had never seen Terminator. I don't think, anyways. He fired his laser pistol and blew General Carrot's guts out. If there's one thing I hate, it's rotten vegetables. Oh, dude, that's awesome. If there's one thing I hate, it's rotten vegetables. Nice. Nice shot, said Mike. Old Carrot Head looked like he went through a blender. <laughs> oh, I love it. Without the leadership of General Carrot, at the carrot, uh, uh, carrot, the Carrot troops were totally unorganized. They looked like a bunch of toddlers running around with guns. After only a few hours, the carrot troops were completely wiped out. Now that we wiped out the carrot heads, what should we do now? Asked Frosty. Come here, you guys. I got a plan, said Mike. <laughs> Kitty does not like sneezes. Oh, you poor bastard. Uh, Come here, guys. I got a plan, said Mike. It better be good, said Frosty. My last plan worked, didn't it? Questioned Mike. Sort of, replied the other galactic warriors. Okay, here's the plan, said Mike. There are five other armies in this war besides the Eggnogs and the Sinister Soldiers. We can't single-handedly wipe out the armies. We need some help. That's where my plan comes in. First, we'll split up and each of us goes up to a different general and say that one of the armies were making fun of that army. <laughs> oh, God. Then they'd all kill each other so we can save the Eggnog army from the Sinister Soldiers. So how do you like my plan? It's complicated, but good, said Frosty. One question. How do we reach the general safely? Carefully. Very carefully, answered Mike. Crazy, very crazy, said Frosty sarcastically. Shut up, Frosty, said Mike. Shut up, Frosty, shut up, Frosty, mocked Frosty. Even though they thought it was a dangerous plan, Frosty, Buzz, Know-It-All, and Double Squirrel went along with Mike and on it. Mike assigned armies to the warriors one by one. Frosty was assigned the Pepper Patrol, Buzz the Tomato Troops, Know-It-All the Celery Army, Double Squirrel the Asparagus Army, and Mike assigned himself the Lettuce Army. Then they all split up and went to their assigned posts. Frosty made his way to Sergeant Pepper by hiding behind boulders. When he finally reached the general, he said, Hey, General, do you see Mr. Tomato Head over there? Well, I heard him call you an ugly, no-good, rotten sleazeball, a fat scumbucket, and a mama's boy. So what are you going to do to him? The general answered, I'm going to melt that moron into ketchup with my heat ray. That's what I'm going to do. Buzz, know-it-all, double squirrel, Mike did the same thing as Frosty and until all the armies were shooting at each other. Then they made their way back to their hide... <laughs> what is this war about if they weren't already shooting at each other? Going back to their hiding place. Then Mike said he had another plan. Okay, said Mike. Here's the plan. We sneak up on the sinister soldiers and ambush them. Now how's that for a plan? A very good one, said Frosty. If you've been treated by Dr. Kevorkian... So again, this is like 93. This is a, re a relevant reference. Very good. Impressive. Who's Dr. Kevorkian, asked Mike. Uh, nobody, replied Frosty. See, if 
What I'm trying to say here, and I'll say it as nicely as possible, your plan sucks, eggs. <laughs> so, so does this podcast, Kitty. Yes, you're right, you little bitch. If you want somebody that knows what he's doing, someone who's brave, courageous, and strong, someone who knows to ha- how to handle weapons, someone who can flat out kick some butt to be your new leader, then you want Frosty the Hitman in charge. And as a new leader of the Galactic Warriors, I say we should hide behind those trees over there, throw all of our smoke bombs at those so-called soldiers, and then blast those crappy hunk of junk trash heap robots in a scrap metal graveyard. Frosty, 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 shouted Buzz, double a squirrel and know-it-all. Ooh, a coup. Very cool. Oh, what the hell? They don't call him Frosty the Hitman for nothing, said an aggravated Mike the Monkey. Frosty, Frosty, Frosty. <laughs> Need I say more, said a cocky Frosty. The Galactic Warriors crawled away to the edge of the main rainforest where they were going to hide when they reached their destination. They had barely begun to unload their weapons when they heard gunfire go off in the luscious forest that surrounded them. Spelled Lucius. Lucius Forest. They stopped what they were doing immediately and waited for whoever it was that fired the gun to approach them. They watched and listened, but saw and heard nothing. Then a few minutes later, they heard something again. Coo, coo! It was the sound of a large bird, judging by the sound. Great sense. <laughs> then it was followed by another gunshot and a loud squabble. It was just a hunter in desperate need of good food because of the stupid war declared, or should I say ordered by Wizkit, shouted Frosty, obviously disgusted. If it wasn't for that little butthead, we'd be sitting at home watching TV and pigging out. But no, we had to pick up the paper and read about the little brat who'll soon be running the whole universe. And then, of course, we had to think that we were superheroes and interfere with his insane evil schemes, which, of course, brought us here on the miserable planet Lettuce, worrying about a hunter who'll starve to death if he doesn't kill a bunch of poor little birds. There wasn't anything but a lot of crap about WizKid and coverage of the stupid war on TV anyways. Life really kicks you in the butt sometimes, doesn't it? Okay, said Mike, whatever. Alright, back to business, said Frosty. Finish unloading your weapons. When the Galactic Warriors were finally through with their their tasks, they gathered up all, all their smoke bombs, a few laser bombs, and a phaser. Frosty took the phaser and tried it out. He fired his new weapon at a sinister soldier and blew him into little pieces. Violence! Violence. It worked great. <laughs> that was on the other page. This thing works like magic, said Frosty. It's totally awesome. It could be my new secret weapon. Being careful because this thing's like 20 years old. More than 20 years old. 26 years old. Um, this thing works like magic, said Frosty. It's totally awesome. It could be my new secret weapon. The Galactic Warriors picked up the smoke bombs and threw them at the Sinister Soldiers. They were blinded by the smoke, and the Galactic Warriors took advantage of the opportunity by running over to a nearby boulder, where they started firing their weapons. Frosty had his phaser, and Buzz, Know-It-All, Mike, and Double Squirrel had their laser rifles. One by one, the Sinister Soldiers were being blasted to smithereens. Then, unexpectedly, Wizkid took a laser rifle from one of his allies and started shooting it. He was oh, fuck. he was soon forced to put down the gun and run because the eggnog warriors were firing laser cannons. Wizkid dodged his way to a building and began to climb up the wall by way of a pipe. When he had made it to the roof of the building, Frosty spotted him. All right, Wizkid, I got you now. Frosty aimed his phaser 
at Wizkid and got ready to fire. Just as he was about to pull the trigger, he heard one of his companions call, Frosty, look out behind you! A disgusted Frosty turned around and killed an enemy soldier that snuck up behind him. By the time he could turn around, Wizkid had already disappeared. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, this picture is, like, indecipherable. They all got guns, though. They look like schwanzes, but they got guns. Chapter 13. Or 12, whatever. <laughs> oh, man, he got away, shouted Frosty. How could he get away from Frosty the Hitman? That really, really, really ticks me off. You mean you had a clear shot at Wizkid, Frosty? asked Buzz. Yeah, if it wasn't for that stupid sinister soldier that snuck up behind us, Wizkid would have finally been out of our way, replied Frosty, obviously in a really bad mood. You mean Wizkid would be dead? asked Mike. Yes, he'd be dead, destroyed, obliterated, or obliviated. That's not a word, is it? Maybe it is. Obliviated. Annihilated. Any way you want to put it, Wizkid would be no longer alive, answered Frosty. Oh, I see, quoted Mike. Okay, what do we, what do we, what, what? Do we do next, leader? Asked Buzz. I guess we should keep on blasting those sinister soldiers, said Frosty. But what about Wizkid? Asked Know-It-All. Oh yeah, Wizkid. I completely forgot about him, replied Frosty. Know-It-All, do you remember seeing Wizkid's ship landing? Let me think, said Know-It-All. Know-It-All thought for a minute and then answered Frosty's question. Actually, I did see Wizkid's ship when we were coming in. I remember it was parked near that building over there, said Know-It-All. Pointing. As Know-It-All was pointing, Frosty realized that he was pointing towards the building that Wizkid was on before when he, he himself had almost killed him. Hey, that's the building that Wizkid was standing on when I almost killed him, said Frosty. <laughs> exposition, 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 said Frosty. When he got away, I saw him climbing over the side of the building down to where his ship was. He's probably gone by now, but I guess we better go over there to make sure. When the Galactic Warriors got to the side of Wizkid's ship, it was as, as expected, gone. Okay, said Buzz. What do we do now? I guess we have to go find a ship and head out of here, answered Frosty. Okay, does anyone know where we parked the ship? Yes, answered Know-It-All. It's behind that building over there. The young warriors rushed over to the ship and got in. Then they started up the engine and took took off. Took off. Where did it go? I can't fucking read. Took up. Know-It-All turned on the tracking software to find out where Whiskey was. It indicated that Whiskey was heading towards the presidential mansion on Eggdog. The tracking scanner also indicated that Wizkid's ship was about 500 miles from his destination. Mike beamed the ship into hyperspace in order to catch up to Wizkid. About 45 minutes later, the Galactic Warriors reached the presidential mansion. They saw Wizkid's ship parked in his space. Since they did not want to see, be seen, they decided to... That's it. That's how it ends on page 64. Never to be completed. I want to talk to you guys for a minute about creativity. If you do not nurture your creativity, you will end up with stories that never get finished. I don't care if I was 11. I should have fucking finished that shit. I don't know what happens. So if you want to write us at DegenerateNation at gmail.com or shoot a message to Degenerate Nation Podcast on Facebook or just Degenerate Nation on Facebook or Degenerate Show on Twitter, or you want to fucking holler at us, you want to be a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Degenerate Nation. Donate basically to Wendy, because we want to keep Wendy on Wendy on board. Wendy, Wendy wasn't feeling well tonight, so I went solo. I solo with this. I wanted to finish the rest of my story. Um, 
I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, you probably didn't. This is not really good radio. <laughs> but, hey, that's a story I wrote when I was 11. I used to be into, like, sci-fi and stuff. And, it had, to be honest, the pacing was better than some of the stuff that I would write nowadays. But, obviously, it was cheesy, but I was, I was 11. So, you know. I'm just going to chalk it up all to I'm 11 and basically I'm the master. Okay? My villains were clear villains. The heroes had there's some complexities there with Frosty. The rest of them kind of blend together, but Frosty stood out, as I recalled. And, uh, yeah, I guess I don't know why I never finished it. Maybe I ran into a patch of darkness or something and just stopped doing it. But I do remember having fun with that, just like I'm having fun with the show, and I keep going. I keep writing scripts, keep writing short pieces, poems, keep talking in the void because someone out there is listening god damn it and i appreciate it we appreciate it thank you for tuning in keep being creative if you're a creative person if you want to be more creative just try it it's just another way to connect to god if you believe in god if you don't the next way to believe connect to the universe or something just fucking connect to something you know this is we only get one shot to uh be creative Okay, so just fucking do it. Don't don't hesitate. Start your own show. I know I tell everyone not to do it cuz we don't we don't want people to go through the pain of trying to like launch something that you care about only to see it like not go anywhere, but you don't do it anyways. Fuck it. Screw it. Launch a show, write a book, paint a fucking painting. Tell that girl you love her. Good night.